This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is where I talk about theme park stuff, roller coasters, shows, you name it. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and joining me today, as always, is the beautiful, beautiful Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Jack. How's it going? I, all right. I'm just going to say it uh-huh. now. I'm going to stop with the grading system. You've you've got it down. <laughs> you don't need any more uh, encouragement or pointers. You've 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 hammered hammered uh, it out. You've nailed the intro like two or three weeks in a row now. I feel like it's. Uh, I I don't know, man. Like I've I've gotten a couple good ones. I, I mean, we're all, this is this is the tenth episode we're releasing. And I don't know if getting three good ones, that's a, still a 30%. That's still not exactly passing. Yeah, but three in a row, it, I, I just think it's time to take the, the rails off and, and no more bumper bowling. We're just going to regular I, bowl. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, hey, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Annual Pass. We love you guys. The comments have been un- just fantastic. I really, really do appreciate all the, the lovely messages, all the hashtags send Annual Pass to Japan's. I'm seeing on social medias. You guys are great. Um, and also, thank you everyone who's sending photos of them wearing annual pass shirts. That's so cool. I, that, that is so neat. I've gotten so many photos of people like in front of Velocicoaster, in front of the Magic Kingdom, wearing annual pass shirts that make me very, very happy. So thank you for all of that. Your support means the world to me. And I'm hoping maybe Jeff. Us. Jeff, Means well to us. Okay, okay. Just, did, I didn't want to lump you in unfairly. I want to make sure I, you... I, I appreciate that. But <laughs> in this instance, it, it would have been fine. We have a fun episode today, Jeff. Jeff, we are talking about kind of a controversial attraction today. Judge Roy Scream? No, no. We already went over that. Hopefully no one did any looking into the Deep dives. On that. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Bean. No, we are doing Stitch's Great Escape. Stitch's Great Escape. Okay. So do you, okay, if I said Stitch's Great Escape, do you know where that comes from? Do you know who Stitch is? My first inclination is that it's probably some sort of sewing mouse that I'm not familiar with. Yes, that's it, exactly. This is a Fievel Goes West attraction. I also am, yeah, I was thinking kind of a floppy-hatted mouse, yeah. But I also, I I am aware that there was a a Disney property called Lilo and Stitch, so maybe it's that. There you go, that is true. Uh, Ohana means family. Okay. Lilo and Stitch. The movie came out June 21st, 2002. So very quickly, the movie did very, very well. It was the first big hit in a while for Disney. They had a couple kind of like, you know, the 90s were huge for Disney. You got Beauties and the Beasts and the the Lion Kings and the Little Mermaids and all that. And then there was kind of a slow period. And then Lilo and Stitch was the first kind of real big hit. It was kind of a different style movie, kind of more more like an adult kind of film. Like Disney started embracing the the fact Mm. that a lot of their audience had kind of been growing up. And so they sort of took some, you know, it's it's a story about, uh, you know, Lilo, who's a, a young girl in, uh, I want to say Hawaii, who her, her parents yeah. had died. Someone basically she was being raised by her sister and had took on some intense themes. Experiment 636 or 626, 626, I think, lands on Earth. He's an escaped alien and uh, somehow ends up in the hands of Lilo, who thinks he's a dog, even though he walks around on two <laughs> feet, has six arms, and he makes two. Anyway, fantastic movie. Go watch it. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful so, film. So, funny thing, Jack, uh, I just uh-huh. realized I'm, I might be in rarefied air. I might even, uh, if I, I I don't want to, to, to appear. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no, please, please. Aggrandizing, but I might be the only, it's possible, I might be the only person on Earth, as you're retelling the story of Lilo mm-hmm. and Stitch, I realize, I have never seen that movie, never seen one <laughs> second of that film. However, uh-huh. 
I am aware that it was an animated cartoon that ran for two seasons that I was forced to watch every episode of with my toddler daughter So at the time. So I think I might be the wow. only person on earth who's seen every episode of the Lilo and Stitch cartoon and no movie. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't even know it ran two seasons, but that is fascinating. So it was like TV cartoon seasons. So each season was like 800 episodes long. Wow. Well, actually, so it looks like Disney released a direct-to-video sequel. I'm I'm reading Wikipedia right now as well. So August 26, 2003, so the next year, they released a direct-to-video sequel, Stitch the Movie, Mm. which serves as the pilot to a television series titled Leland Stitch the Series. So there you Mm. go. The series ran for 65 episodes between September 20th, 2003 and July 29th, 2006. So in three years. Yeah, and then uh, ended with the tele. What the heck? The series, as well as the original parts of the franchise that focused on Lilo Pelikai, uh, were set in Hawaii. Ended with the television film Leroy and Stitch, <laughs> which aired on June twenty third, two thousand and six. Okay, I'm not sure I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, and then there was Lilo and Stitch two. Stitch has a glitch, which was the another direct to video sequel, which technically was Lilo and Stitch three, I imagine. But uh, in March two thousand eight, Disney announced an anime based on Lilo and Stitch. What? <laughs> so this is this stitch lore is a lot deeper than I yeah, thought. Yeah, I was yet. about to say this is this is getting intense. Do you think you know how it's like at Lucas? There's a dude. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's still a dude, but for a long time there was a dude who uh, his whole job was to maintain the Star Wars library, like canon and library, the Bible. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and lore. Do you think that there is like somewhere out there in the world is a person whose job it is to maintain Lilo and Stitch canon for all of I, these disparate Lilo and Stitch? ventures possibly i mean i imagine there is like a big stitch fanatic that knows every you know in and out of lilo and stitch that's one last thing before we dive into it on october 3rd 2018 the hollywood reporter announced that disney pictures is developing a live action remake of lilo and stitch which would be uh, produced by the aladdin producers dan lynn and jonathan irich and written by mike van ways so i guess uh yeah and then on february 4th 2020 it was reported the remake will be released on disney's plus so Interesting. I guess I haven't heard anything about that since. Okay, in May 2021, it was reported she would left the film due to his involvement with other projects. So it looks like maybe it has been uh, pushed away a little bit. Anyway, interesting. I, I just didn't even think to dive into the history of Lilo and Stitch. But there we go. Rich world, that Lilo and Stitch universe. <laughs> the Stitch CU, the SSCU <laughs> uh, that we've got in front of us here. Wild. Well, hey, so... The original Lilo and Stitch movie, the very first one that you have not seen, came out June 21st, 2002. Very quickly, Walt Disney Pictures and Walt Disney realized, not the person, but the company, Mm. realized that, hey, we've got ourselves lightning in a bottle here. People love that Stitch. Boy, do they love that Stitch. Let's sell everything we can with his face on it. Let's sell as many plush toys as we possibly can. Hey, you know we've got that ride called the Extraterrestrial extraterrestrial Encounter. Excuse me? Anyway, very scary ride. There, there was an attraction called the Extra Terror... Extra Terrorrestrial? <laughs> extra Terrorrestrial, yes. Like, threw a terror in there. Okay. In Tomorrowland. It'd been around for a while, I think since, the, like, the early 90s. And um, it was uh, consistently, uh, like... People didn't like it. Kids didn't like it because it was scary. Whole thing was like they capture an alien, you encounter it, you hear it walking around, it spits in your face, all kinds of gross stuff. And uh, it was freaking kids out. So they're like, hey, let's get rid of this and we'll drop Stitch in there. And not only that, because most of the stuff is built out already, we'll just kind of retheme it. Yeah. And you guys, you have a year. Imagineers, you guys have a year to make this happen. So they announced 
On September 21st, 2003, Magic Kingdom announced that a new Lilo and Stitch themed attraction will be replacing extraterrestrial alien <laughs> encounter. So this is September 21st. October 10th is when they announced more details about the new attraction that was going to be called Stitch's Great Escape and, and would reuse the alien encounter stuff, all the technology inside. And just two days later, they shut down the alien encounter attraction on October 12th. It was very much like, hey, it's coming, and the old thing's dead. Oh, wow. No fanfare, yes. no, like, come ride it no. one last time. None of that no. stuff. They must have hated that ride. Well, I mean, we talked about that with like, the E.T. attraction at Universal, or, like, the other E.T., the non-terrorist reel, but the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, they were shutting down rides, and it was kind of like, I think both Disney and Universal have now kind of come to terms with, like, hey, when we shut down a ride, we should make a big stink out of it. So, like... When uh, Universal shut down Kong Confrontation, the, the King Kong ride at Universal Studios in Orlando, they had a big event. We've talked about it before, but they had a big event where like everyone got bananas and it was kind of like, hey, come ride it one last time sort of deal. And it was yeah. kind of a nice send off for it. Now, the mummy's there, which is absolutely fantastic as well. But yeah, they clearly did not do that with the alien encounter. And so uh, that upset a few people because that was kind of a more of a mature themed attraction in the park. Did you ever ride it? I did. It was pretty freaky. It was I mean, I, I was a kid, so. I assume we'll have an episode on it someday. Someday. It's uh yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, we're gonna touch on a lot of stuff that is gonna kind of spill over from Lilo and Stitch into this one. Okay. So basically, Imagineers were given a year from October 10th to get this thing up and running. Like that really Disney wanted to have this thing open for summer of two thousand and four. It turned out to be a little bit more difficult than they thought. Ended up opening it on November sixteenth, two thousand four. So that's when Stitch's Great Escape opened. The cool thing about this was, so more so than the ride, the ride itself got some kind of middling reviews, like some people loved it, some people hated it, but the opening event they did for it was actually really, really neat. So when you walked into Magic Kingdom on November 16th, 2004, there was a giant inflatable stitch over by the train station at Magic Kingdom, which is like, okay, that's cool. And then every morning they have like a big like celebration, like, hey, we're opening the park. There's kind of a show in front of the castle, mm -hmm. like Mickey comes out and everything. But walking up to the castle, you realize the castle has been toilet papered. They literally covered the castle in toilet paper and on one of the is not a, not a minaret. So what's what's the what's the name of the the castle column things? Spire? Maybe column. Well, anyway, on one of those, there was uh, spray paint that says Stitches King on it. <laughs> And it's like, OK. And so they kick off this opening, you know, hey, everyone, welcome to the park. It was we're going to have a great day with, you know, Mickey and Minnie and Donald Goofy, all of them. And midway through Stitch crashes the events and shows up with a bunch of Elvis impersonators and does a whole like shtick. It was the only time they ever did this. He only did it literally one time. And so all these Elvis impersonators showed up and then they did, you know, press and stuff for like all the different things. But anyway, the ride was open and that was a big opening day thing. In addition, let's see, they spotted some signs noticing Stitch was causing chaos in the park. Guests could even find security guards who were looking for Stitch. So they had costumed security guards walking around the park actually looking for Stitch as well. That's cute. And also the one and only time Cobra Bubbles, who is the FBI agent or the men in black kind of agent from the movie. They had an actual costume character, someone dressed up as Cobra Bubbles, walking around uh, looking for Stitch as well throughout the park. So he was only only around for one day. Anyway, that's pretty cool. I, I always love seeing that kind of stuff. Actually, the, the next major attraction that's opening at Walt Disney World is uh, October 1st of this year. They're opening up the Ratatouille ride at Epcot. So, really? 
Yeah, that's also the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World in general of Magic Kingdom open October 1st, 1971. So it's going to be a pretty busy day with the new Ratatouille ride and Magic Kingdom going nuts. I might try to sneak out there for it. And I don't know if you want to tag along with me, but, uh, you know, the 50th anniversary, that's pretty special, right? It only happens once every 50 years. <laughs> I'll check my calendar. Okay. <laughs> so the ride itself opened... Went okay. People had issues with it. It was never a hugely popular ride, even though Stitch was a massively, wildly popular character. The ride itself never really kind of connected with the audience. So initially started off kind of big, but then there was some stuff in the ride we'll get to that upset some people. It was still kind of scary, so not really meant for like children, children, because like there's portions of the ride that get very dark. Around October 1st, 2016, the ride entered into seasonal operations. So it, w- it wasn't open always. It was only open during the busier seasons. Really? Yeah. So they actually reduced it where it would only be open during like super busy times. I have not heard of that. Is that a thing that they do commonly at theme parks? Sometimes. Um, right now, as a matter of fact, due to COVID, Disney doesn't have any college programs uh, employees. So mm. Walt Disney World College Program, that's what I did. It's basically super cheap labor for Disney. Kids go there and they don't know any better. And so they work for super, super cheap. And because of that, there's a lot of stuff that they'll just throw bodies at because like, oh, we have a cheap talent pool we could pull from to do stuff. So like shuttle service and like there's a lot of smaller things that kind of like are usually up and running, but they've reduced a lot of that and moved their cast members to more bigger stuff. Now that college program has opened back up again, I think fall is when the college kids will return again. They're going to see more of that stuff starting to open up again. Mm. So but yeah, they've definitely done seasonal stuff before. You typically think of that for like, you know, smaller parks, maybe like Six Flags type parks like that. You know, Six Flags are usually only open on weekends up until before summer hits and after. Don't really think about that for Disney and Universal. But, yeah, it happens. So uh, you'll see that sometimes shows only happen like Monday through Friday or or happen on weekends, but like maybe like Tuesday, Wednesday's off. So it's a thing. Okay, so so it ran year round for 12 years and then 2016, they kicked it to the. To the seasonal. Yeah. So October 1st, 2016, it went more of a seasonal approach. Where it was like only during the uh, you know busy time. But the, the pre-show area where you first walk in, uh, they did a Stitch meet and greet. So that's where you could go meet Stitch and take photos with them, which that's kind of ironic considering it's Stitch's great escape and you're you right. know, hanging Just out with them. But anyway, the, yeah. the attraction kept going, but eventually uh, they started getting kind of dilapidated. They sort of stopped taking care of it. Apparently speakers were out and... Just wasn't going that great. And uh, on January 6th, 2018 was the last day that it was open and actually shut down on that day. Uh, Disney said, oh, no, it's just seasonal. But shortly thereafter, photos leaked from inside of the attraction of the Stitch animatronic with no skin and dismantled (laughs) uh, animatronics from the pre-show. And it was like, well. That thing's dead. And so that was January 6, 2018. They said it was like, oh, they're just going to close it temporarily. And then it stayed down. 2019, they they painted it again, tried to make it look a little bit nicer. But on July 16th of 2020, so during COVID, Disney confirmed that Stitch's Great Escape was going to be closed down forever. And on August 10th, 2020, the signage was taken down. Ah, Ben is posted in our Discord the stitch without the skin and it's pretty horrifying oh lord yeah that's yeah that's nightmares right there so it's like five nights at freddy stuff yeah pretty freaky what's gonna go in its place right now nothing the stitch meet and greet i want to say still takes place there right now but maybe even not that it is a very very good property because it's literally when you first walk into tomorrowland it's the first building on your left side i mean Mm. it's literally right at the front of tomorrowland 
It's got a decent amount of room. I am genuinely a little shocked that they haven't done anything with it. Tomorrowland right now is kind of in a state of flux with the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Factory is directly across from Lilo and Stitch. That's actually shut down, too, right now. I think that one might be closed. Let me see here. Temporarily unavailable right now. That was another kind of like stage show type thing where it's Mike Wazowski and like people are telling jokes and stuff. It's, it's yeah. actually a really cool show. It's neat that it is a live show and they're doing improv comedy with the characters from the movie. You know, I've never seen that show. Also, never seen Monsters, Inc. or the sequel. Really? No, nothing about those movies other than uh, wow. it's about monsters. Yeah, Monsters University is actually pretty Some good. Corporation of Monsters. And then maybe they go to college. <laughs> they, they do. They, well, oh. they start in college. It's, it's a pre prequel. It's the, it's the prequel. Right now, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is not COVID-friendly, so they've got it currently shut down. Additionally, signs were being removed from the attraction November 2020, so I don't know. I imagine... I haven't heard anything about it being shut down for good, but this is from InsideTheMagic.net. They're saying that, you know, stuff's been taken down currently, so... Mixing it up. We'll find out more about that, but yeah, but the, the cool thing is, Tomorrowland's a big area, obviously. Space Mountain's there. That's where everyone loves Space Mountain. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger spins over there. People Mover, Carousel of Progress... Space Mountain is obviously the, the massive one. And right now in Florida, they are building the Tron ride, which I am excited for. That probably won't be open until next year. But dang, that looks cool. I'm very, very pumped for that one. That one's coming in from Japan, actually. Oh, so yeah, it's it looks so good. That's what that's one I, I love Tron. I love just the franchise of Tron. And so I watched a ride through of it and I'm kind of regretting doing that because oh, it looks so neat. And I wish I would have seen it with my eyes. Dude, Universal released the VelociCoaster POV video. So literally on Universal's official channel, you can do a ride through of the VelociCoaster right now on their YouTube channel. Oh, really? That sounds cool. I'm not going to do that because I'm going to ride it. Next Don't week. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't do that. But I mean, it's just wild to me. But I mean, I, I sort of appreciate and respect that they're like, all right, people want this content. Let's why don't yeah. we release it? So that way no one tries to smuggle in a camera on our ride. It's like, we'll just do it ourselves. Like, there you go. There's clean. That's, you know, official. Great way to build hype. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, that is the Lilo and Stitch uh, Stitch's great escape. Jeff, are you ready to take a journey through Stitch's great escape at Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. What year? I need to get myself ready. Well, it shut down. What did I say? It shut down in it shut 20... down 2018. 2018 was when it last operated. So I would like to see it in its glory. So maybe in like the first pick something in the first like seven or eight years. How about like 2009? 2009. Yeah. Okay. That's five years after opening. That's, you know, it's kind of established. The lines aren't crazy. I have a four-year-old who uh, is watching this. I haven't seen this movie, but I have a four-year-old who's watching this show constantly every morning and I have to watch <laughs> it with her. So uh, it's very top go. of mind right now. You'll understand some of the references. Yeah. I'll be able to connect with her better after it. So, so take me through it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jeff, come with me now to Magic Kingdom circa 2009. Here we are in the middle of the park. We're in the hub area, Jeff. You can see in front of us, it's the castle. It's the beautiful Magic Kingdom Cinderella castle in front of us. We love it. It's so nice. And we remember that five years ago, Stitch's Great Escape opened up and they covered that whole castle with toilet paper. Can you believe <laughs> that? That's just wild. Stitch was everywhere. There were commercials with Stitch. He was all crazy and he was He's mischievous. He's like an alien Dennis the Menace, that Stitch. That little mischievous Stitch. Well, hey, let's go over to 
Tomorrowland. Let's walk into Tomorrowland and right to our left side above us, you can hear the people mover going. That's we'll, we'll get to that in the future. But today we're going to Stitch's Great Escape with an exclamation point. Make sure you use the exclamation point. Hmm. We're going to go to Stitch's Great Escape. And so you and I were inside. We're in the pre-show. We're being recruited. Jeff, you and I, we're being recruited into the United Galactic Federation, the UGF. Jeff, we're recruits for the UGF. It's about time I've been recognized for my uh, accomplishments and hard work. <laughs> That's right. It's the Grand Councilwoman. She's telling us, like, okay, so you're going to be a brand new recruit. You're going to help us find these, these criminals and bring them to justice. So mm. we're like, okay, yes, that sounds great, Grand Councilwoman. And so we move on to the next area, and we see in front of us is a big robot. It's Commander. It's a robot, and he's on the phone with somebody. There's a cell. There's, like, a little holding tank on the left side, and there's a little creature inside. It looks cute. But we're just sitting there, and then he's like, the guy's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, recruits, welcome. I'm, I'm here to train you how to how to be a United Galactic Federation recruit. You're going to help me capture bad guys. Like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. And then he's talking about this one here. He was caught jaywalking. Oh, my gosh. Been locked away for jaywalking. And it's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, <laughs> and then on the screen, uh, we have, oh, someone else. They've caught another bad guy. He was stealing donuts, Jeff. He was stealing donuts, jelly donuts. Is it you? And so... Not me. Not me. We're oh. recruits, Jeff. We're, we're capturing okay. these bad guys. And so they teleport right in front of us, in front of our eyes. They teleport this creature from an animated screen right in front of us, Jeff. And it's, it looks like the other one, but it's all covered in green jelly. And ugh, it's gross. And it's burping. And it sounds disgusting. Oh. Is it jelly from the donuts? Yeah, the green jelly donuts. Oh, it's so gross. And uh, we're like, oh, that's weird. And all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, sirens, Jeff. Whoa, Klaxon's going crazy. We're only being trained to handle level one bad guys. They found a level three. <laughs> what? A level three, Jeff? That's like higher than... They, those only that's, supposed to be level one and two. Yeah. Can you believe it's it? Troubling. It's troubling. It's extra concerning. I don't know that we're qualified for this. And then the big guy whose name I forget, he looks like a, I think he's a shark or something. He's like, hey, we got to go to the, the extra secure teleportation chamber. And it's like, okay. And so doors open up and we go in and it's a big circle room with a big teleportation chamber right in the middle, Jeff. And so we take a seat and they bring down these shoulder harnesses that kind of lock us in place because they don't want us to, you know, be startled or something. I don't know exactly the reasoning behind the shoulder harness. But anyway, thing comes down over your shoulders and then we can hear the guys talking. Then in front of us, like, OK, we're going to teleport this level three bad guy in and all the stuff goes off and whoosh right in front of us, Jeff. Boosh, this giant creature, it's this massive, massive stitch, 39 inch tall animatronic, I mean, real life creature, anim it's Stitch, it's right in front of us. Oh, it's just Stitch. He's got extra arms, he's got four arms, and he looks really cute, and everyone's like, oh, look at the adorable thing. Oh yeah, and also, uh, they activate the cannons. Holy crap, there's two giant cannons that come down from the ceiling that kind of look like GLaDOS. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if, uh, if Portal was out yet at this point, but in 2009, but they look like GLaDOS and their cannons, and they're pointed at Stitch because, hey, you know, he is still a criminal, but he looks so cute. And they're like, oh, maybe we got something wrong. So it's like, okay. So the, the cannons are pointed at him and Stitch is like moving around. He's like, hey, hey, ah. He sounds like an old school gangster for some reason. Right. He's doing his... <laughs> he's doing, <laughs> doing his... Doing his twitch see, evasive yeah. maneuvers, I guess. <laughs> I'm Stitch, see? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting busted out of here. Um, anyway, so Stitch is like moving around and he's like kind of like taunting us. The commander guy's like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, we'll still give him the test anyway. He's like, I'm going to get I'm going to get some coffee or something. And it's like, okay. And then Stitch is playing around and he's having fun. And everyone's like, ooh, look at this guy. And then he spits, Jeff. He goes, okay. Bleh. But the cannons, they react 
because it's his DNA is in the spit. So they fire and boosh. It's like, oh, you, you were down 20% power. And Stitch is like, oh, this is how I can escape. And so he starts spitting everywhere on everyone. And the cannons are firing wildly, Jeff. And oh, no, they've shot so much. They knocked out all the power and all the lights turn off, Jeff. We're in the pitch black, just dripping alien spit. Exactly. The, the, it's pitch black. And we can hear Stitch going around. He's walking around because he's no longer in containment. And we can hear him in the theater, in this, this theater of the round. We hear him walking. And he's like talking to people. And, and someone's on their cell phone. And he, he, he eats the person's cell phone, Jeff. You can't do that. That's not nice. <laughs> and then you hear someone say, oh, no, no, not my chili dog. And you're like, what? And then Stitch's like, no, my chili dog. And it's like, or excuse me, like he goes, ah, my chili dog, say. Right, right. Humphrey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bogart's chili dog. Yeah. And then he eats a chili dog. We hear nom, 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 nom. And then he burps. <laughs> and it smells so bad, Jeff. It's onions. And, and this is all in the dark. We're just listening to this. All in pitch black. And, and you can just smell the onion burp. Uh, it, it just smells so <laughs> disgusting. It's like, oh, God. Does and really? everyone's going, oh, stinky, smelly onion chili dog burp. And then uh, the power comes back on, but we don't know where he is. He's in the walls somewhere. So the, the guy shows up and he's like, oh, we got to find him. And the cannons come back online and they're spinning around wildly trying to track him. And you can hear him bouncing around. And then the cannons start firing wildly again and they kill power again. We're in pitch black again, Jeff. And now stitches, you can hear him jumping on people. And as he's jumping, you can hear him bouncing around in your ears. And then he lands on your shoulders and your shoulders get pushed down and he keeps moving. He's walking around and he's tickling your hair. Really? You can feel your hair is getting like pushed around. Yeah, it's really weird. Then finally the power comes back on and Stitch is in the middle of the room again. He's back in the middle of the room and he somehow figured out how to use the teleporter to go wherever he wants. He's, he's now got lasers around him and the cannons can't do anything. And Stitch is just sitting there just laughing at us. Like, ah, or yeah, see, ha ha. Does he, have, <laughs> does, does he have my wallet and my watch? Is that what he was doing? I think so. And then, so he's back in there and then he's like, okay. And then he gets teleported. The thing comes down and boom, he gets teleported. And they're like, where did he go? And they're like, Earth whatever that is. And there's a picture on the wall and he's being teleported to earth to Orlando, Jeff. He's going to Florida. And then we see on the screen, he's at magic kingdom. He's, he's at Cinderella's castle, Jeff. And he goes inside. Cinderella's like, you're not my prince. And then he, he jumps out of there and then he licks the camera and it's like, Oh God, that's gross. And then the, uh, the head guy is like, well, okay, we're gonna have to deal with this. Release the recruits, get them out of here while we, we take care of the rest of it. And it's like, okay. And then they, all your harnesses come up and you've been released. And you're free to go to Mickey's Star Traders and buy some more Stitch merchandise. And that's it. We have survived Stitch's great escape. So it's it was a pretty wild ride. The, the whole thing, or the majority of the thing, takes place in pitch black. And the actual the entire attraction only lasts maybe about 10 to 15 minutes from start to finish. And uh, yeah, there's some really cool stuff, like I mentioned, though. So the animatronic Stitch figure, apparently they had two different ones. I, I don't know where that came into play, but it's a 39 inch audio animatronic Stitch. That was the most up to that point was the most intricate animatronic they had built for any of the parks. And it was really, really cool. It was it was awesome. And then the giant cannon. So there were two cannons on opposite ends on either side of the theater. I think they're called Kuka arms like Gavin has one right now. Our friend Gavin is the slow-mo guys and he's been shooting stuff with it. It's a giant robot arm that has multiple points of articulation and it looks crazy. Like literally, if you've played Portal, it looks like GLaDOS, where huh. it's like a giant arm that spins around, has a cannon on the end that's spinning and stuff and has lights on it. 
it was and then like at one point the power goes out and it like drops and it dangles and it, I mean it looks like it's just completely gone dead. It's they're they're really really cool, really impressive technology with those things. So how much of that is recycled from the previous ride? Because you mentioned the aliens spitting. Yeah. And now so I assume it's like a reskinned thing. Was like the the Gladys arm from the old ride as well? The arms were not. Those were okay. brand new. Those were okay. added in for after the alien encounter, which I'm just going to call it because I can't say extra terrestrial. You just did. The I did. I finally nailed it. On the one time I say I'm not going to say anymore. The pre-show where it has the guy talking to you and has a little like dude trapped in a little in a case for the uh, alien encounter. It was actually Tim Curry did the voice of the robot. Oh. Um, they, re- they replaced him. And it was a whole kind of a magic thing because the, the whole idea with the extra terrestrial thing. Well, I said it again. It was again. they were showing off the power of teleportation. There was a company called XS Tech and they were showing you how they were going to use teleportation. And so they had a robot who was showing off how to make it. And it was this this animatronic Skippy is what he was called. And he would go back and forth in between the two tunnels until one time he shows up on the other side. and He's all messed up. And so they ended up using that funky animatronic as the jelly donut version, and they had both of them up at the same time. So uh, they reused that. They reskinned the robot that was Tim Curry. Um, I think it might be Richard Kind, who's a character actor. Okay. I want to say he did the voice for this. It sounds very, very similar. Just listening to it, just like watching ride walkthroughs. It sounds like it's him. I don't know if it is, though. But anyway, I think it might be Richard Kind doing the voice of the new robots. But... That robot was completely taken from the alien encounter. Like they basically added kind of a gut to him and a hat. Mm. <laughs> other than that, that was pretty much it. He's literally like like ripped straight from there. Or just never left that area. Obviously, the alien that was in the center of the room for the the alien encounter stuff is brand new. They replaced him with the the um, Stitch animatronic. But as far as the sort of like the technology behind um, like the binaural sound, like they kind of use the 3D sound mm-hmm. that was all in there as well. The feeling of the alien walking on your shoulders that stayed. So they actually have little like rubber hoses that blow air and that's uh, what touches yeah. your head. OK. And so, yeah, so those were in there. So that kind of stuff all pretty much stayed the same. Roughly the same kind of idea, you know, the, the alien encounters, the same thing where like it escaped, but they eventually recapture it. And so, yeah, but pretty much lifted the same sort of plots just, you know, tried to make it a little bit more friendly. And, uh, you know, it, for, the, for the most part, I mean, I enjoyed the attraction, but like apparently did not do very well. Um, it was it was one of the least attended attractions. People just weren't into it for some reason. People weren't liking being scared at uh, at Magic Kingdom for some reason. Well, Jack, I got to think it might hinge on the fact that the purpose of the ride is to catch Stitch. And then we fail. You fail spectacularly. He ends up, True. not only do you not catch him, he teleports all the way to Earth to Cinderella's castle and breaks in. God <laughs> knows what he stole on his way out. And so you leave the ride a failure, an abject That's failure, true. a level one failure. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, even level three failure. because it's Well, level, level three, three is Stitch, but we're only, yeah. <laughs> and for what it's worth, too, people actually say that it was never official, but this kind of acted as a prequel for the movie. Because this huh. one, like the, the big fish dude who's in the movie, he doesn't recognize Stitch at this point. And in the movie, it's kind of like we found this guy. And uh, I want to say he escapes by doing like spitting and stuff. So it's kind of loosely a prequel to the actual film itself. That's pretty so, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty clever idea. But yeah, that's it. So did, do you feel like you got an opportunity to actually experience the attraction? I know it's not there anymore, but do you feel I like do. I've, I've scratched that itch for you? Yeah, next best thing to being there. Is to is okay. is being taken th- through it with you? Absolutely. I really hope Dennis adds a lot of cool tech sound effects and scary stuff for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will. 
Anyway, that is Stitch's Great Escape. It is no longer around, but you can see the building that it was in at Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. It's in Tomorrowland, right when you walk into Tomorrowland on your left side. It's the first building. The People Mover still goes around the top of it. Mickey Star Traders is still there. They're doing a little bit of work right now in those buildings. Really, they're doing a lot of work for Tomorrowland in general because once Tron shows up, they're going to expect a lot of people to be coming through that way. So I'm curious to see what uh, what's going to end up in there. If, if you have any idea or if you if you have an idea of what should go there, go ahead and tweet it to us or send us a message on uh, annual pass. So you can, you can hit us up at annual underscore pass on Twitter, Instagram. Or if you want to email us, you can email us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com. Let us know what you think. But I'm curious what you guys think would uh, would work well with the uh, the theme of Tomorrowland and uh, and that space. So you have any ideas, Jeff? You have any anything you would like to see take that spot? As always, <clears throat> you know I am. I feel like I'm fighting, uh, waging my one my one wan. <laughs> I just <laughs> one said wan. one wan. My one man <laughs> battle to get recognition for Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. So mm. I'll I'll continue uh, beating that drum. All right, all right. Okay, we'll get Captain Carrot in there. It sounds good. Yeah. And hey, if you want to find out more about Stitch's Great Escape, check out Yesterworld Entertainment's video on it. I I watched the whole thing. It's fantastic. But big fan of their content. Check out Yesterworld over on YouTube. Well, that was fun. Uh, Jeff, are you up for some Q&A from the audience? Let's do it. All right. So I pulled down some questions from our beautiful listeners over on Twitter. Uh, I've got one here from Rebel Blackheart, who's at Rebel underscore Wolf 13 on Twitter. If you could go on any ride with anyone alive or dead, what would you ride and with whom? Okay. I, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I, I actually have an answer for this. I've been thinking about okay. it for a while. What was the name of the ride we just did? Stitch's Great Escape? Yeah, that's it. So I would love <laughs> to be able to ride Stitch's Great Escape somewhere during the height of that ride, maybe five, six, seven years in, before the paint started to peel, before they the speakers uh-huh. started to go out, before they stopped, you know, before they stopped believing in the stitch. Kind of at the height. And I would like to take you. I'd like to ride with you, but not current no. you. I'd like it to be a you after you die who has all of the wisdom of you. So like, as you said, it could be a person alive or dead. So I'd like it to be you from the future, maybe a uh, hundred years or so in the future. So all, all the collective knowledge of your life, but we'll be doing it in 2008. Okay. Yeah. So me, future dead you, 2008, uh-huh. Stitches of Great Escape. How about you? Is this, is this kind of like a Back to the Future type thing? Are you going to ask me about like sports betting? Well... I don't know. We'll have to I'll tell you what you show up <laughs> with me in 2008 and you'll find out. So not only do I, I have to be dead and a ghost, but we also have to go back in time. I love yeah. this. Well, yeah, listen, man, I'm, I'm adhering to the boundaries of the question you asked. I, if I had to choose, there's a couple of things I would love to do. I like, I'll throw out two and I'll let you, I'll let you Jeff pick my dream. Okay. Number one, I would like to ride men in black alien attack with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Okay. That would be awesome. And actually like play it with them. All right, quick or, quick quick question. I need okay, yeah. I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ask as you go. So you're riding with Tommy Lee Jones and uh Will Smith. Uh-huh. How do the seats work in that? Are they two, two by two or It's two rows of 3. Two so you could sit. So would you be in the middle and you'd have one on your left and one on your right? I would like to think so. I would think Will would want an outside seat because he's going to I think he's going to be really into the ride, want to do a lot of shooting and he's going to be a little bit more animated. OK, so maybe Tommy Lee goes in the middle, but then I want to be sitting next to Will. So now I'd want to sit in the middle. I want yeah, to sit you'd in the middle. You're the center of attention in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. Continue. I want to maximize my men in black time. Um, so either that's or 
I would love to ride the mummy with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise. That would be pretty cool. Now, are we riding these rides with them at the time they filmed these properties, or are you riding them now? Let's do it when it's the height of the popularity. So, like, Mummy, like, maybe Mummy 2 just came out. Okay, okay. I'm going to do you a favor. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick Men in Black, and here's why. Okay. It's probably your last bet of spending time on a roller coaster at that age with Tommy Lee Jones before he's too old and too crotchety and he just, he wouldn't enjoy it and he would make sure he's, <laughs> just think about it. He's, he's, what is he like? He's got to be in his 80s now. He's probably, he probably wouldn't have fun on the roller coaster, but that Tommy Lee Jones, MIB number one Tommy Lee Jones, he's probably yeah. at the tail end of being able to, to really enjoy uh, a good scary roller coaster experience. So uh, I'm going to say you, you sneak in and you do that. I think you could still ride a roller coaster with Rachel Weiss and and, and uh, uh, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser and and have a blast. Man, that or you know, and even right now, like okay, yes, I that's cool. I will take that. I'll accept that. I will say Men in Black is going to be the one I want to go on. But also, don't forget, we now have a sub goal for annual pass is to ride Rock and Roller Coaster with Ken Marino. Oh, I forgot about that. So there's that one too. So he didn't make your cut, is what you're saying? Well, I think. We might be able to make that happen, Jeff. I think we might actually be able to pull that off. I hope he hasn't listened. To, well, I'm going to go out on one and say he hasn't listened to this episode. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, he was super friendly. He seemed into it. So, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll make it happen. Maybe like the one year anniversary. We'll see if we can drag out Ken Marino to Hollywood Studios and uh, get him to ride Rock and Roller Coaster with us. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Let's do that. Here's another question for us from Ray, who's Ra Luigi 13 on Twitter. What is or was your most missed replaced attraction? What is the best reuse or repurposing of an old attraction? I, I asked, I was like, hey, we, we might be doing something about Stitch's Great Escape. And so the question came up like, so, you know, can you think of another attraction that was kind of reused and redone? Or what is your your most missed oh, attraction? I gosh. know. I, uh, what was... Uh... Can, it, can you can you think of anything you rode as you were when you were a kid that might be gone? Did you go on Captain EO when it was there? No, um, not that I remember. What is okay. uh what what's you know what at Disneyland? Uh-huh. I know you haven't been, but you know Disneyland. There's the uh, the Star Wars in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that called? Star Tours. No, not Star Tours. The, the new one. The oh, Gal- Black Spire Outpost. Yeah. What used to yeah. be there? Black Spire Outpost. Uh, that covered up. I want to say like Mickey's Toontown. Yeah, there. That's what Maybe? it is. Then I'll take that one. I don't know Disneyland as well as I know the the Florida parks, but okay, I see that. How about you? I was a sucker for old school Disney MGM Studios, so you know both the attractions I worked on are now gone. I will say the uh, so the Great Movie Ride, which is inside the Chinese Theater, that was replaced by Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is cool because they didn't really level the building or anything. The building's still there, the facade's still there. It's just a new attraction inside, which is cool. Again, I'm not one to complain about you know updating rides and stuff, um, but the Backlot Tour, which was the second place I worked, they leveled that thing to the ground. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and they did it in bits, too. Like So when Disney MGM Studios first opened up, the Backlot Tour was like a two-hour attraction where it was like, a, like an actual tram tour followed by a walking tour. Yeah. And they were both like an hour long each. Uh, and then like slowly they kind of like shrunk it and then changed it and, until it was kind of a smaller thing. Then they put Lights, Motors, Action on top of where the old residential area used to be, where there was like back, like backlot area, like uh, with houses and stuff, residential street. They got rid of a bunch of that. So, like they used to have like the flight of the navigator ships there. They had the um, they had the the sled from uh, Return of the Jedi when they're on Tatooine and yeah. like on that big sled where Luke jumps on and like saves Han and everyone. Yeah, where it's where they the sled where they ruin the the movie by turning uh, Boba Fett into a joke. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had that there and like a bunch of cool stuff back there. I miss that a lot. Like I, I love I'm the big movie geek. And so anytime you can see old cool props and stuff, like I was always excited by that. And so when that vanished, I was a little sad. So Universal Hollywood still has the uh, backlot tour, which is kind of the was sort of the first backlot tour. And I love writing that. And we'll go on that together someday, Jeff. OK, but as far as uh, reuse or repurposing. I mean, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is really cool. The um, the Frozen ride I've heard is amazing, oh. and that's in Norway at Epcot. And so I'm actually going to ride that for the first time pretty soon. And so uh, I think that, I, from what I understand, that's actually really cool. Like the, the interior, the actual track layout is identical, but they just redid everything around it. And so sounds pretty neat, and I'm going to give that a shot. So that could be it. I'll let you know, Ray. Well, bring a jacket. <laughs> and last but not least, we have a question from Mickey Kennedy, who's at a Mickey Kennedy. What's your favorite quick service food place at Disney? So this is quick service food is basically the counter service, Jeff. You just walk up, order something, walk away with your food. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know you've eaten at Disney. So do you have an answer for this? I know we make jokes about it, but I'm in a bit of a phase in my life where uh, I have like a singular desire for churros. Okay. So Disneyland had the they had the mini churros, so I was pretty keyed into that. And then also, I, I not too long before I went to Disneyland, I went to Hawaii, and while I was in mm. Oahu, I visited the Dole Factory, uh, oh, which yeah. is like a big tourist attraction, and that's where you can get Dole Whips. So I was delighted to find that Dole Whips exist outside of Hawaii at Disneyland as well. So I would yeah. say it's it's a toss up between the Dole Whip or the mini churros. Those are both fantastic. We will absolutely get Dole Whips together at some point. Did they have all the flavor of Dole Whips? Because it used to be just the pineapple, but now they've got, I want to say not strawberry, but there's another flavor you can get. Too. I just had pineapple. I don't know about whatever you're talking about. That sounds crazy. Did you get a pineapple float? No, I got, uh, I don't think so. I just got a Dole Whip. Is pineapple whip in pineapple juice. It's like a float. Oh, mm. it's so good. That sounds good. So good. Yeah. And uh, for me, I have a tradition. There's two things I love, uh, two different places I absolutely have to go to every time I go to the parks. At Magic Kingdom, I have to go to Casey's, which is the hot dog place at the end of Main Street on the left. I have to get a hot dog from Casey's every time I step foot into that park. It's just required by law. <laughs> That's how things are. And then also, it's... Okay, you know, there's two. I have two others. <laughs> I have a lot of traditions. At the Hollywood Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Backlot Express, which is over by Star Tours, kind of in between... It's catty corner. It's like in the corner between Star Tours and the Indiana Jones stunt show. There's a place called Backlot Express. It's a like a little quick service food place. Not great food, but I have some really good memories from when I was a kid. And we went when I went there for the first time uh, with my school trip thing. We all met there and had lunch there, and I have like vivid memories of sitting down at those tables, and I just love that spot. And it brings back a lot of really, really good memories. So I love eating there. Uh -huh. I try to eat there every time I go. And then on the same note, um, Richter's, which is across from the, the new Fast and the Furious ride at Universal Studios, Richter's Burgers, horrible burgers, but I have to eat them every time I go. So, okay. So, uh, yeah. So you're... You're dining, uh, you're dining on nostalgia mostly yeah. when we go to... Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, and so that, that's my go-to. So those are my two, or three, I guess. Three or four, whatever, however many I listed off. So thank you for the question, Mickey Kennedy. If you have any questions like that, feel free to jump into the comments over on Rooster Teeth and, uh, and find this episode of Annual Pass on Rooster Teeth, you know, on the apps, or on the website, wherever you want to go, and leave questions because that's where I'm going to start pulling questions from. So the previous episode's comment section that's where i'll pull questions from so go over there rooster teeth sign up for an account and uh and check it out and drop some questions for uh, for myself or jeffrey about theme parks i dare you well that's pretty much gonna do it for today jeff okie dokie <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, I, all right. Thanks for listening. So, uh, thank, th- sounds good. I mean, no, I, I don't know how else to say goodbye to you. No, try it again. Right. Let it's me do it again. Let's try it again. Let's try okay, it again. Okay. We put a lot of work right. in the intro. Let's try it again. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> well, Jeff, that pretty much does it for today. Already? Oh, man. Huh? Another episode flew by. Well, I guess... <laughs> I guess we can take solace knowing that we'll get to do this again in seven short days and then seven short days after that until one mm-hmm. of us dies forever. <laughs> and then comes back to ride uh, the Stitches Great Escape. Exactly. And, and- previous time so well thank you very much everyone for listening to the show really does mean the world to us that you're you're listening to it and giving us some amazing feedback we really really do like it a lot this is episode 10 we've made 10 episodes already we've hit double digits already it's been fantastic thank you everyone again who's picked up shirts and merchandise go to store.roosteeth.com if you want to grab a shirt that really helps us out a whole lot it actually does a lot and supporting our sponsors and everything that's really awesome and uh they're great for wearing and most people need that's them true gotta wear most uh it's a I, I listen i'm not passing judgment on you or what you do but i'm gonna say it right now and i think we all know most establishments most businesses at least in america where we live require you mm-hmm. to wear a shirt everywhere you go so if you want to go indoors in america you're gonna need a shirt anyway <laughs> might as well be an annual pass shirt that's all i'm saying there you go and i will say i've been talking with uh tony over in our merchandise area and he's he's working on some lanyards for us right now um we've got a, a jacket in the works like kind of a water resistant jacket in the works we got caps in the works. We got hats in the works. We got a lot of really cool stuff coming down the line. So I can't wait to uh, see people wearing that. My ultimate dream is is walking through one of the parks kind of just on my own time and spotting someone wearing some of our merchandise, wearing an annual pass something in a park. That would be pretty amazing. Well, now I know uh, to hire somebody next week. Great. <laughs> there we go. Good to know. So that does it. Thank you very much again, everyone. Uh, Jeff, you feel like you, you learned something today? Every time. That means a lot to me. So we love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Remember, use that hashtag send annual pass to Japan because we really want to go to Japan. Yeah, still. hashtag annual pass and annual pass to Japan. Don't That's forget. it. That's the one. So love you guys. Have yourself a good time. Stay safe. And we'll be back next week for more annual pass. Bye, everyone. <laughs>